This film looks into the innocent origins of a popular meme. Today I'm discussing Feels Good Man. This is Scott's Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's F Indulgent Movie Podcast. And today I'm discussing the documentary called Feels Good Man, which is about the creator of Pepe the Frog. Now, it should be noted that uh, for those of you who are familiar with uh, this this character and how it's been used, not great for him. Uh, so I, I watched the documentary just to kind of get a better feel for kind of how this happened and uh, what he's, you know, what the creator's been doing to try to get get a hold of his character again. So I thought it was pretty interesting and I want to tell you why. One of the things that sucks about modern popular culture is how many creations aren't owned and controlled by the creators. That's not to say that someone or their family should profit off of copywritten material for generations upon generations or maintain complete control of how people interact with it or write their own interpretations. But it's awful that something someone created can be co-opted or used to say something a creator never intended. Even if you liked the Watchmen prequels, it's still crappy that Alan Moore, who created the original, didn't have a hand in it or approval. But this instance might take the metaphorical cake, because today's subject, Matt Fury, created Pepe the Frog. A long time ago, artist and author Matt Fury created Pepe the Frog, a silly humanoid-looking frog that looked like him, but as a frog. It was a simple and fun character that was immediately identifiable and adaptable. But that adaptability took a dark turn in 2016, when Pepe and Pepe memes became a symbol of Donald Trump and the alt-right. Years later, Fury is looking to take control of his creation back from the people who continue to profit off the image he created. Feels Good Man is understandably frustrating to watch, especially at first. While you can never control how people parody or react to your art, it's something else entirely to watch your signature creation become unviable or toxic. Here's what really stands out in this film. First off, we explain the character's origins and the impact of its eventual memedom. It's nice to see Pepe in his original space and context, mainly because I had never seen it before. I had only seen that big lip frog when a MAGA head was rearing his ugly head in the comments section. The film does a good job of showing how Fury created the character, how it became modestly popular, and how meme culture affected his ability to even make money. He has a garage full of t-shirts he can't sell and a children's book with a similar art style that can't publish yet. It's very sad. It also demonstrates why creators need to understand online culture. As nice and unassuming as he comes across, Matt Fury also comes across as naive. He didn't and doesn't have a firm grasp of internet culture, especially memes, and as such was woefully unsuited to tackling the problem when popular right-wing creators made his character their own. He tries some misguided attempts to take the power back via crowdsourcing on the internet, which only gets the trolls up in arms, and clearly missed several opportunities to cut things off before they got out of control. This isn't his fault, but the film demonstrates how careful creators need to be. For a guy who says on camera that he doesn't care too much about politics, politics found him. His character is so ubiquitous with right-wing hate speech that Defamation League has it listed as a hate symbol. And finally, though, we get a semblance of justice. The film's major turning point is when Fury decides to take take people profiting off his creation, without permission, to court. 
Not only is this great because it means shitheads like Alex Jones go down in flames during depositions. Yes, please inject my veins watching him stumble for words and claim he's a victim like this. Please inject it into my veins. But it also lets us see another side of Fury. All of the opposing counsel seems to think this grown-up hippie will be easy to rattle with tough questioning, but instead he shakes off all of their absurd questions really well and makes them look foolish, especially by comparison, because he's so calm. We also get a good breakdown of what Fury can or can't do to help his cause. For instance, you can't ask Tumblr or 4chan to cut it out. That's public domain use and no one's making money. But if, say, a GOP congressperson is trying to sell shirts for money, yep, take them down. The verdict is, it's a cautionary tale. Despite its moderately positive ending, Feels Good Man is a cautionary tale for creators moving forward. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time, everybody. Stay safe.